Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. If the sun doesn't burn you, someone else will. Welcome back to Moolah Beach. Yes, we're back here on the beach. We did not think we'd have to split this one up, but man, we have a lot to say about this show. Yeah, the show has a lot of... The show has a lot of layers to it. In, yes. For a six episode plus a reunion special, it's one like season children's reality show. Yeah. I was going to say it in a Scottish accent, but I, I resisted the urge to go, <laughs> this show has layers. Layers. Um, so we are on episode four. Yes. But first, I got to pour one out. All right, let's pour one out. What do you got? This week, Lara. Uh, I have a variant on the Holding Hands on the Beach. It has some of the same ingredients. Uh, this one has pineapple juice, orange juice, and uh, it has a little watermelon mint vodka, because I need to drink to get through the rest of this show, and a little grenadine to dye it red, uh, because I would like to call this drink Nancy's Revenge. Yes! Nancy's Revenge. Very cool. How is it? It's very sweet. Like Nancy's Revenge. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take a little sip of yours just to see what we got going on here. That is very sweet. But very good. I have uh, a blue coconut slush from Sonic just to get some product placement in here like Mula Beach always shoehorned in. And I added even more coconut to it with Malibu rum. To symbolize the betrayal of the blue team? Yes. It's called Screw the Blue. (laughs) I like that the drinks got a little meaner in the second episode. Well, it makes sense because in the beginning we kind of thought it was going to be a fun, jovial lark with some kids playing a reality show. And now we're three episodes deep and we know the horrible underbelly of this show. Yeah. uh, So uh, Nancy, my mind's called Nancy's Revenge and we're going to see why in episode four. Yeah. So let's get into episode four. So it opens up with... Kyle announcing to the group that he had a dream he was boyfriend and girlfriend with Brittany, and then he had a dream the same night that he was boyfriend and girlfriend with Summer. Yes. And I just had a weird, weird dream last night. I wanted to hear it, Kyle, later. I know, me too. I know, we got us all interested. I dreamed that I was boyfriend and girlfriend with Brittany, and then I had another one that I was boyfriend and girlfriend with Summer. But I don't think of him in that way at all. The reason why I won't say anything is because it's not the way I am. It's not the way I think. So we know that, so just tell us. I know, but I'm not going to say it right now. Boyfriend and girlfriend with is clearly like a euphemism for making out because they don't want to say making out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clark has been whining about wanting to go home. And Summer's yeah. like annoyed that her partner wants to go home. You got to figure they've been here for like a week at this point. I also want to say that like, I feel like this was a big dude move. Because I kind of remember this like, I had a dream that we were dating being like a high school move. Really? Yeah. Cause, like I distinctly remember a, uh, I had a dream you had a crush on me. Do you? Being said at my school. Blah. 
That's so, so dumb. Uh, if I had a dream about a guy, uh, they might find out about it because I would intentionally be like, ah! around them for the rest of my life. I, I also remember in college, a, a girl telling me how good I was in bed in her dream. Yo, weird. And she was just like, I just want you to know you were like really good. And I was like, thank you for imagining I have skills. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, I, I had a dream once that I sword, like I got into a lightsaber battle with a close friend. Ooh, sexy. Uh, no, but then later uh, we did a staged reading of a show and I played Luke Skywalker and he played Darth Vader. And I was like, it's like my dream. And then that was the weirdest thing I've ever done in relation to dreams. <laughs> Is been like, I had a dream you and I had a lightsaber battle. And no, now we're no. having a lightsaber battle. So... Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with this using pretending to have a dream about somebody as a uh, oh, yeah, I romantic pursuit. Oh, yeah. I remember this move because, like, it's a way to bring up a romantic pursuit, by al- but also having a way out to just being like, ah, it was just a dream. Uh, see, I was, I, I was always so much more comically forward. Um, like, I really didn't do the, like, hide it very well. I would be like, hi, I like you. You want to go to the mall? It didn't work out very well. <laughs> Did you do that voice? Probably. Okay, I could, this is making sense. <laughs> Probably. Um, so uh, we get the first uh, the first challenge, the, uh, the idle challenge, is a rope bridge challenge. Yes. Where they have to crawl across what looks like the rigged rope bridge mm-hmm. at the Boardwalk? Yes. But it's an X. Yes. And you have to get to the center. Mm-hmm. And you have to get both team members to the center. Yes. And Red does an interesting thing here where everyone else is trying to send one person across and then the other person. And Red, uh, Nancy is going and Drew is like at her heels. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of going at the same time to help each other balance. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't quite... They don't win. Purple still wins. But these are shot in a way that make it next to impossible. Yeah. Once again, it's lots of cuts. Like, we... I understand that Purple wins. And I understand that, like, the girls on the green and yellow team are, are struggling. Yeah. But, like, I have no real idea how long this took them. Like, this could have been completed in two minutes or 20. Yeah. And and there's no way to tell. And we can tell that the green team has some struggles. Yeah. Uh, So, Summer wins. And we kind of get another one of these funny cut-betweens of Sherry and Kyle's dysfunctional partnership. I feel like I'm being held back. And it's just now started frustrating me on the bridge because I was the first one to get it. And then she was the last one to get it. I was really upset that I did that poorly. But he's such a nice person. He would never think in that way. She doesn't give anything to the team. She doesn't, you know, think of things to do, like strategies or anything. I thought she would, but she doesn't, you know. It's mainly just me. I know Kyle's really wanting to win. And I am too. I really am. She just doesn't talk about winning. I talk about it all the time. We have really good communication, Kyle and I. We don't talk, and I have no idea what she's thinking most of the time. I would not change partners at all, because I think Kyle and I really do well together. 
If I were to have any teammate, it'd probably be Summer now. She seems the most focused and physically able. I just think that, you know, Sherry should go with Clark. Of uh, Sherry is afraid of heights and falling from them. Right. And water. And water. And, this and is bridges. About and, and rope. rope. <laughs> and sheets with and, holes in them. And, the and regular sheets. And J.D. Roth. All of, <laughs> all of her fears. And she was like, yeah, I feel like I'm holding Kyle back, but he's too nice to think less of me. And then it cuts to Kyle being like, I think less of her. <laughs> like The amount I think of her is probably less if I had to qualify. Yeah, we have another like cut between of them just communicating poorly. And then AJ and Brittany have a huge fight. AJ like berates her for not trusting him. Mm-hmm. And Brittany's like, I I didn't have, she's like, I know you were balanced. I wasn't balanced. It wasn't that I didn't trust you. It was that I couldn't do it. Yeah. And they kind of like argue and she's like, you're supposed to have my back. You're the one yelling at me. You should at least be supporting me. And then they kind of like apologize to each other. Yeah. I I think if we were watching this live, there would have at least been a commercial break. Yes. But like they, they fight and then they immediately make up. Yes. Um. And then my next note is, hey, remember Drew and Nancy? Yeah. Because the show suddenly remembers they exist. Uh, because there are only four teams left. And they're like, oh, yeah. These two happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, they remember Drew and Nancy. And then they, like, not very much. But they're just like, hey, they exist, by the way. Mm-hmm. And... Summer and Clark go pick out the idols. Summer chooses the hurricane and Clark chooses the sun. And they get another clue. Yes. And then we get this other little love triangle thing where Clark is becoming very jealous of Kyle. Yes. And he's noticing that Summer is making it a point to be around Kyle, despite the fact that Clark is her partner. Mm -hmm. And Clark's like, we used to be really good friends. And I told her I liked her. And now she's all over Kyle. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other teams are planning on turning on purple. Right. Because they have the most. It would benefit them the most to have. Because this is a concept we've yet to have to explain. If a team with idols goes home, they have to give those idols to other teams. Yes. So now that purple has so many, it would make sense to send them home. Yes. Because then you can get their idols. And... Uh, so everyone, the other teams have made a pact. Yes, not an alliance. To turn on purple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, JD, they have their little, like, powwow, and JD calls out that, like, Nancy and Drew have the best teamwork of all the four remaining teams. Yes. Nancy and Drew work the best together. Mm-hmm. And JD is like, so is there any pacts, anything going on? And everyone's like, no, not really. And then Kyle... Like, looks down like a guilty dog. Yes. And JD's like, so, you sure are looking down like a guilty popper dog. Yeah, he keeps showing him this chewed flip-flop he found. And Kyle's like, mm, 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 mm. And then he kind of goes, okay, last week the girls were able to determine a mission. This week the boys are able to determine something. The boys are going to get to pick who is, uh, who has a handicap in the next. Yes. Which, this... The girls are given such a weird arbitrary choice, and the guys are given this very direct choice. Yes, so much power. Because basically he explains that it's going to be a race. Yes. And for every vote for sabotage that a team gets, they will start five feet away from the starting line. Now, 
I guess you could have voted for yourself, but this whole idea that we're going to stay even and it's going to be all about morals that is kind of pushed in the earlier episodes seems impossible at this point Mm because you got to write down a team. Yeah. And I kind of had the thought that if I was in this scenario, when they told us, like, he says, JD says something like, you have five seconds to choose. Mm -hmm. I think I would have said out loud, write down the team to your left. Yeah. In an attempt to kind of make it fair. But uh, that's not what happens. So, and the boys are making the choices, which is very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle chooses the red team. Drew has chosen the purple team per the pact that he thought had been made. Mm -hmm. AJ chooses red and Clark chooses red. Yeah. And again, it feels very much like bullying because they make a pact to do one thing and then everybody betrays a team. Brittany is super upset because we get the impression that Brittany and Drew are friendly. Yeah. And Brittany also had said Nancy was the girl who was kindest to her early on. Yeah. And so Brittany begins to cry because she's upset and she legitimately had nothing to do with the decision. And I want to point out this little thing about them not knowing how to make a reality show yet. Often in Survivor, it's clear that there are two possible people who are going to go home. Mm-hmm. Like you see the discussions where it's going to be Fred and then the ones where it's going to be Jason, you know? Uh What they try to do here, which doesn't make sense, is they just try to convince you it's going to be one thing, and then it's something else out of nowhere. Yes. So it doesn't feel satisfying, because you're like, it would feel so much better if I went in going, ooh, what is Yellow going to do? Are they going to turn on their original pact and vote for purple because they're more powerful, or are they going to vote for red? That's more interesting than, oh, everyone's going to vote for purple. Red? Where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, so Brittany begins to cry. Brittany's on the yellow team. Nancy, however, is pissed. Mm-hmm. And Nancy does not want their fake apologies. Yeah. Like, unlike uh, unlike Chastity, who kind of like takes Kyle's obsequious apology. Mm-hmm. Nancy's just kind of like, get out of my face with your crap. Yeah, I don't want any of this. And Sherry is angry at Kyle because Sherry's like, purple's a threat. Yeah. Drew and Nancy have not to this point been doing all that well. Mm-hmm. We want to get rid of purple because purple's actually a threat to us. Yeah. And then we see like Brittany kind of consoling Drew and then Nancy and Drew kind of sitting off to themselves. Just like, Drew is very upset and very betrayed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brittany at this point is like Kyle. She doesn't call him a snake because it's a very 2020 way to put it. Right. But Brittany kind of comes to the realization that Kyle is a snake. Yeah. And Kyle, in all of his confessionals and whatnot, clearly thinks he's the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And he's, Like a good heel should. And he's really at this point actively a bad person. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, manipulates Britney. He kind of, he's definitely using Britney's feelings for him to try to, like, make her be, like, okay with him. Mm-hmm. And okay with what he's done. And uh, Drew feels really defeated at this point. He's like, we're going home. Nancy is not going to go gently into that good night. No, we're going to stay and we're going to murder all these teams. My next note is Nancy becomes Undyne the Undying from Undertale. (laughs) (laughs) 
She is filled with determination. That is my next note. Uh, Nancy is like, like, she might kill everyone in their sleep at this point. Like, I love her at this point. She's, she is not going gently into that good night. She is, they are, she's like, we are going to win. And if you don't win, I'll kill you. Like, (laughs) and so the, the elimination challenge is like Zorb bowling. Yes. They're basically, they get into these giant hamster balls and it's a race. However, mm-hmm. the race course is like roped off and thus very narrow. Yes. So like opportunities to pass are very difficult. Yeah. There is really not a way to pass anybody. So if you start at say a 15 foot disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a big problem. Yeah, it's a narrow hallway, so you can't kind of, you, like, I don't think two marbles, in this case, could be side by side. Yeah. So, like, it's not like you can knock someone out of the way. So, it's a bit, yeah, I'm not big on this challenge. No, and especially when you have characters, when you have teams that are, like, actively screwed over Mm -hmm. and there really isn't a way to get around them. Yes. Now that being said, AJ falls repeatedly in this and purple does get past them. Yes. Uh, Because purple does start five feet behind the line. Yes. Meanwhile, red starts 15 full feet behind the line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Green wins handily. Mm -hmm. Um, Yellow does pull ahead of purple. Um, D- does yellow come in second? Yellow Pardon. does come in second. Oh, I for some reason thought purple came in second. My no. Um, green and... Because yellow does still have that advantage. Right. They're upset because they almost pull ahead of green. Okay, and then... If- but they don't. And then purple and red. Almost like they had disadvantages going in. Yeah. Now, I will say, they telegraph how the eliminations are done. Yes. Now, just as a recap... Uh, because, you know, it's a new episode. I want to remind everybody how this works. Yes. Since Green came in first, they will receive 10 offerings to Old Mac. Then uh, Yellow coming in second will receive five. Then Purple will receive four. And Red will only have three. Yes. So mathematically, the odds are clearly in Green's favor. Yes. Uh, but once you eliminate green from the equation... The other three are pretty it's, close. It's close. It's still benefiting to be higher up, but it's still kind of close. So, and they... Uh, Drew and Nancy kind of come to the conclusion that they feel very betrayed by what has happened. And they decide that they are going to pack prior to... Because orange and blue were the last place teams and had been eliminated. Mm-hmm. So they kind of accept that they are going to be eliminated. And they pack ahead of this. Uh, so they pack before the elimination challenge so that they can be like, okay, we're going to spend our last few minutes. Instead of packing, we'll be able to like say goodbye to everybody and that'll at least be better. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that they pack prior. And... So they're kind of like bonding and Nancy and Drew have a really nice bond. And I think that's why we don't see that much of them. Yeah. Through the show is because they're really functional as a team. Mm -hmm. Like we see them do some different things and challenges. They work well together. Well, I I think another reason we don't see them and we don't learn this until the reunion. But Nancy has a boyfriend. So she's not. 
And like, oh, I was going to get to this a little bit later. Okay. Do you want me to just shut up and cut this part out? <laughs> um, we don't have to. Okay. But I think that's a major element in that, like, unlike Kyle, who has a girlfriend and clearly flirts, Nancy apparently actually liked her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, doesn't flirt with anybody on the island, so nobody cares. Yeah, and she, I mean, she bonds with Drew. They are clearly very good friends. Mm-hmm. They clearly really care about one another. And uh, I think one of the issues I have here is they also don't talk about the friendship stories. Because Nancy and Sherry are established as being very close to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think there is definitely a story in Sherry being angry that Kyle betrayed her trust... Yeah. And threw Nancy under the bus to protect Summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a story that they don't tell. They do not tell that story. They do not focus on the friendships, which is interesting given what happens. Yes. So we go talk to the big kahuna. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the first ball to pop out of their mouth is the red team. Yeah. So red is safe first. And uh, green's not super upset yet, but purple and yellow are both... Clearly troubled. Not so much uh, Brittany. Because Brittany immediately runs over and hugs the red team. Like, you guys are staying! Awesome! Isn't this great? Oh, right. There's more show to do. And then what do you know? The next one out is green. Yeah, because they have more than half of what's left. So we're down to yellow and purple, which is five and four. Yeah. So it's close to 50-50. Yeah. Uh, not quite, but it is close. And then the next one, the pop out is purple. So the second place team is going home. Yeah. And AJ and Brittany take it really gracefully. Mm-hmm. Like. For how unfair this is. Neither of them super surprised. Brittany's very upset, but she's very graceful about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. I'm very impressed by how gracefully these two take it, especially considering how poorly the two of them have been treated by almost the entire cast. Yeah. Um, So they have a lot of... Maybe that's why they're kind of okay with leaving. Maybe. Um, But that's the end of the episode, is them getting on the boat and leaving. Mm -hmm. Episode five starts with Summer being sorry to see AJ go. Yes. But only AJ. But just AJ. (laughs) I... At this, at this point, the three remaining teams are Green Team, which is yes. Kyle and Sherry, yes. who do not communicate well, but Kyle is a very strong competitor and pretty much carries Sherry through everything. Mm-hmm. Purple Team, which is Clark and Summer, who do not, who win just enough. They win more idle challenges than they win elimination challenges, but they've been doing just well enough to stay. Mm-hmm. And Red Team, who's been kind of under the radar. Yeah. Um, but they are the most functional team, and we see the least of them. Because we, I, I don't think the producers thought that they were going to stay this long and didn't get us invested in them. Mm-hmm. And they're not part of the love triangle. Yeah. And so we get to the little powwow with the three remaining teams over breakfast with J.D. Roth. Oh, there's, there's something I need to point out. Hmm. Uh, is the hug between Kyle and Brittany when she leaves... Mm-hmm. That they, like, hug, and then Kyle keeps his fingers interlaced. Yeah. And they kind of talk in a hug. Yeah. Which is not something you do with a friend. No, it's very, very, uh... I... You kind of get the impression that Kyle was going to 
uh, continue to flirt with whoever stayed longer. Yeah. I don't think much of Kyle at this point in the show. Understand. Um, and so J.D. Roth kind of has them... Forces Green and Purple essentially to admit they've been sharing clues and leaving Red out entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nancy takes this really well. Nancy does not take this very well. No, Nancy is upset. Now it's on. We're serious and we're ready to kick some butt so we can win. We're not letting go of it without a fight. Uh, Nancy, I, I almost think Nancy must have confessionals that were cut out. Because <laughs> they're too profane. Where she's like cussing a storm up. <laughs> um, by this point, I was like, Nancy's my ride or die. I love her. And they have their first like puzzle challenge. Yes. Um, it's basically that old challenge of drawing a house with an X in the middle of it without picking up your pen. Yeah. Uh, except they're doing it with rope. Yes. And uh, once again... Uh, Green dominates. Green wins, but this time, it's because of Sherry. Yeah, Sherry's the brains of the operation here. Uh, and I think that is important, that Sherry, like, comes through in the clutch and pulls her weight. So, But there's something a little different about this idol challenge. Yes. Uh, the first place team gets two idols, but the second place team gets one. Yes. Which is new. Mm-hmm. Right? It used to be all or nothing. Red comes in second and gets an idol. Yes. Purple gets nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. And Clark and Summer have this moment where they realize that they've been underperforming for the last couple days. And they, they've kind of been humbled a little bit. I mean, Purple is not the greatest at performing in these things. No. Like, they only won the one... The, the first challenge they won for idols, Green wins every round until that last round. Yes. So, like... It's arguable if they're a strong team. Yeah, they've also been lucky and they've been protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been very protected by Kyle, essentially. Yes. So Sherry picks uh, an idol. I actually don't have which idol she picks because it was very quick. And yes. then Kyle picks Moana, which I have because... Because it's ocean. Because it's Disney. Um, and then like they kind of talk about the coconut with the fake money in it a little bit and then the red team comes and there's this nice moment where they like nancy and drew kind of like bicker over who's gonna wear it Mm -hmm. a little bit and drew is uh she allows drew to make the final decision Mm -hmm. drew chooses hula because nancy is a dancer and the first time drew sees nancy she is doing the hula Mm -hmm. so he picks something for her yeah and allow, and then puts it on her and allows her to wear it. In, like, the single greatest, like, bonding moment of the show. Mm-hmm. And probably the purest one. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, this is just a nice moment between two people. Yes. Uh, we then get a supercut of people going, that's not the one with the money in it. Yes. And I believe they, they kind of say this earlier, but they don't restate it during these clips. One of the clues was... My clap offers no praise, nor do I hold any money. My applause offers no praise. I thought it was the word clap. No, everyone pulls clap from it. Okay. Uh, And they kind of think that that's hula. Yeah. Uh, We'll reveal later what it actually is. Yeah, so they they don't... um, But they choose hula because of its meaning to them. And it's this very, very nice moment. 
it's probably the most heartwarming moment in the show. Uh, and I like this moment a lot because it's not depicted as being a romantic moment. Mm-hmm. It's just depicted as being like kind of sweet. Uh, and then they go snorkeling in something that feels so contrived and overproduced. Mm-hmm. They go snorkeling and you have to pick a, uh, they clearly, the producers clearly tell them you have to be in boy girl pairs and you can't pick your teammate. Mm-hmm. Because the pairs are Kyle and Summer, Drew and Sherry, and Clark and Nancy. And there's no planet that those should be the teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those aren't the people who would have picked one another. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly very contrived. Yeah. Because in the way things are, in the way all the relationships have been set up, Drew and Clark are very good friends. Mm-hmm. Nancy and Sherry are very good friends. So you would think they would be, they would have chosen each other over being boy girl. Yeah. This is clearly set up to put Summer and Kyle together. Yes. And that's so gross. Yes. This is also where I believe Clark says, Summer looks really good in a bathing suit. And I'm like, children, no. I mean, I don't think it's that gross because Clark is her age. Yeah, I know. So it's not, I mean, it's not weird for a high schooler to think that way about someone his own age. Oh, yeah. But that's not what we're experiencing. We're experiencing a boy saying, this woman looks good in a bathing suit. And then a cut to said woman in said bathing suit so that we can see evidence of this. And commiserate with him as a character on television, which is a little gross. Yeah, I, I'm i considering that they probably weren't thinking two 30-year-olds were going to watch the show. Yeah, they weren't counting on us reviewing this in 2020. Yeah, like they're thinking about this as this ran on Fox Kids. Yeah. They're they're thinking that 12-year-old boys are going to watch this, who, also, who Summer's an older woman to them. They're not thinking of two 30-year-olds being like, that's a child! Yeah. Uh, I have the that's a child thought a lot during this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know I'm not the audience for this show at all. Uh, so they kind of all talk about like, okay, you know, we're we're all snorkeling. Sherry's still afraid of water and also heights. And they talk about how like this challenge is going to involve water and heights because JD has told them that. Mm-hmm. And Drew just kind of like, like we kind of don't see much of the snorkeling. So we get to the challenge. We don't see anything of either of the other pairs snorkeling. No. Just Summer and Kyle. And it's the shark bait challenge. Mm-hmm. This is a weird challenge. Shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Yeah. And this is pre-Finding Nemo, which I found funny. Yes. Uh, they each have to do essentially like downward dog on this like weird crosshatch. Yes. And one team member has to be like on top of the other, mm-hmm. which feels like weirdly physically intimate. For making children do together. Yeah. Opposite sex teenager children, especially. Like, this feels very weirdly sexually charged. I mean, I think it's no more sexually charged than a game of Twister. Yeah. I don't think I would have teenagers play Twister as a uh, thing on a TV show either. Yeah, true. Um, But they, they have to kind of hold themselves up in like downward dog or like a plank. Yeah, Basically. it looks more downward doggy than yes. planky. Over a hole. Yeah. So if they fall, they fall into the ocean. Yes. Uh, so the girls are all underneath and the guys are on top. Mm-hmm. And Drew is like, my plan, since I'm the funny guy, I'm going to make the other teams laugh so they lose focus. And then I'm going to win. His plan <laughs> to make them laugh 
is summer. Is, summer. <laughs> summer. He just says summer over and over again in a weird voice. Summer. Hello. Hello. Can you talk to me? Summer. Summer. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi, Summer. How you doing? Summer. Shut up, please. Summer. He's, I mean, he's trying to clearly distract her. And I frankly never liked him more than I do in this challenge <laughs> of like, he's just messing with people. And like, we haven't seen him do this before. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him try to sabotage anybody, but this is for all the marbles. Yeah. Uh, so then we get like a bunch of shots of the women screaming in pain. Yeah. Cause this is, cause Nancy actually mentioned, she's like, I'm not worried about my legs cause I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm used to the pain. Yeah. Which is such a, like, teenage dancer thing to say of, like, I live pain. She's like, I'm worried about my arms. Uh, Nancy falls first. Yeah, it should also be noticed that Nancy's the shortest. Yeah. So it's the hardest for her as well. Then Sherry, and then Summer falls at Clark's request. Yes, this way Clark can kind of bend down a bit lower. Yeah, Clark can relax a little bit. And Summer accepts that, especially because Summer is the last girl to fall. Mm -hmm. So they are already a little bit at an advantage. And Clark's like, just so you know, she fell on purpose. Yeah, like Clark kind of protects Summer that way. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's just the men. Mm -hmm. And Summer has like a very funny tactic she tries to use. Of She swims under Clark and it's like, Clark, if you fall, you're going to fall on me and you're going to hurt me. Yeah. So you can't fall. Yeah. Which is a little manipulative. Yes. Meanwhile, Clark's like, if I could be on top of Summer for a moment. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think it's working quite the way she thinks. Uh, Drew falls first. Yeah, Drew, Drew is not doing well. No. And, they're like, and they know it because they're like, how you doing, Drew? Real bad! Real bad! <laughs> and then, so it's Clark and Kyle, and then Clark kind of gives up when he realizes Kyle could do this all day. Yeah, he looks over at Kylie's and... Clearly in pain. He's like, how you doing? And Kyle just pulls one hand off and puts it behind his back. He's like, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's green team wins. And so then they have to go do the elimination challenge. And the elimination challenge I noticed is very strange in this one. Because uh, I, I noticed that like Clark and Summer are kind of still cuddly with each other. And so are Nancy and Drew. Yeah, when you say elimination challenge, you mean when you go and talk to the big, to the big kahuna, kahuna. Yeah. Yeah, just to clear that up. Sorry. Uh, when they go to the big kahuna. Everyone's like very snuggly. Sherry and Kyle do not touch. No. They are not close. They are business partners. Yeah, and not even good ones. And uh, Green Team pops out first and then mm. kind of gets sent to the back. Now, I want to bring this up here. Yes. Because this is when I have this realization. Green Team has 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, purple has five, red has four. So again, they're pretty close. Yeah. And last time we saw five and four, the five went home. But Kyle's um, comes up immediately and Kyle and Sherry step back. It's at this point where I kind of realize it really didn't matter who Kyle's partner was. No. Because they, they probably would have been in the exact same situation no matter who Kyle ended up with. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff... Kyle just kind of carries, mm-hmm. and, and the ladies are not as important. No, and we talk about this with, like, American... We used to talk about this just conversationally with American Enjoyer. Mm-hmm. 
the challenges are not designed for shorter people or people who do not have upper body strength. Yes. Like Nancy, despite probably being very physically strong, being a dancer, is at a slight disadvantage because her strength isn't in her upper body. Right. Like Jacob and Chloe didn't really have a chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And that feels a little gross to realize. Like, thinking back to Jacob and that challenge where they're doing the crisscross thing, Jacob would have had to have been on the bottom. Yeah. Because he's not long enough to to fit over his partner to do that challenge. Right. That's an interesting thing to kind of consider. Yeah, like, that. these challenges were designed in a way that Kyle, who is physically probably the closest to an adult... Mm-hmm. sails through them because he is physically the closest to an adult. Right. Um. So we get to purple versus red. Right. And purple comes out. And red is going to have to leave. So I'm down to, we are down to Clark and three unlikable children. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but red has an idol. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time this comes into play. This is also the moment that Kyle gets some comeuppance for being terrible. Mm-hmm. Because Nancy allows Drew to make the decision. And Drew gives the idol to Clark. Yes. And he doesn't say, be- he kind of says like, because Clark's like my brother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say because Kyle sucks, but it is strongly implied. Yeah. He clearly chooses to like act positive, but it's clearly because he doesn't like Kyle. Right. And I think it's interesting because Nancy... Was depicted as being very close to Sherry. Mm-hmm. But Nancy probably also hates Kyle. Because Kyle has been instrumental in screwing her over. Yeah. And my last note for this episode is, I'm really gonna miss Nancy. Yeah. Uh, so episode six, we're at the finale. Yes. There's a lot of filler in this. There is. My notes for this are very, very short. Yeah. So let's kind of just fly through this. We have this very producer-contrived... Sherry and Summer go badger the boys to wake up in the tent. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really see a lot of life in the tent. I'm going to assume that there's times where cameras are banned. Yeah. In the, like, they have a lot more privacy than 90% of reality show contestants because they're children and there's probably a lot of laws mm-hmm. in how much privacy they need to have. And this is when Kyle says it's been two weeks. It's about 11 days, but I could see where if you're in this situation, you have no idea how long it's been. Mm-hmm. And... We get this map challenge, and this is so long, because there are four unclaimed idols. Yes. So we need to assign these last four idols to different teams. And two of the idols that are left are Thunder and Fire, who they believe do not have it. Yes, because of the... Firebed clue? Yes, and the clap, or the applause clue. They realize, they think it means thunderclap. Yes. So they decide that's not it. Uh, So... We end up with the, the first game's a scavenger hunt, basically, which Purple wins. Yeah, well, there's a point where you have to just like, it comes down to digging in the ground like a puppy dog. Oh, yeah, that is how the end of that is. Like, they find this area where they just have to dig and they're all just kind of laying in the, the sand, and eventually Summer finds it. Yes. And uh, there is a talking head later that I enjoy where it's Sherry going. I don't think we could have handled it, handled the whole situation differently. I think we could. You think? I think that we could have ran faster and, you know, yeah. 
and dug harder because I, I didn't feel like we were digging at all. And uh, the purple team also wins the next one. Yes, which I don't even remember the game. Do you? No. Oh, know what it was? It was them. They had to pull ropes. They were pulling this rope and then they would come to a cross section and there'd be two letters on it. And you had to follow the one that was in the Hawaiian alphabet. Right. And there's a moment oh where the green team is like H or Y. Probably Y. It was like, it's the Hawaiian alphabet. What's the first letter in that? Oh my God. You tried. Yeah. Like it's, it's very weirdly dumb. Green screws up twice. Cause I think they're also like, I don't think there's U's in, it was like, that's a vowel, bro. It's like, you're on Oahu right now. <laughs> like, just think about it a bit. Like what you doing, bud? Uh, I would have thought like, what are the names of the idols? Hula? I bet you and H are in here. Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> like, what are the Hawaiian words you know? Like, what are the ones you have? You know? You know, I'm thinking now, I, I think the letters may have spelled Hula. The correct letters. Huh. Because I rem- it was definitely H-U-N-L were in there. Oh, that's funny. So we get back to the idol village. And oh, well, no, there's more after that. Oh, is there? Jesus. Because it's the same challenge that they then run to the map and they're like, you got to jump in the ocean and find the stick that marks a place where there's a box. And in the box is either the idol or some rocks. Right. And this takes forever. Yes. Because the first like six boxes are rocks. Yeah. Because there's like a puzzle that tells you which like location you're supposed to go to because the sticks represent the islands of Hawaii. But nobody figures that out. Yeah. So it's just kind of like blind guessing. Yeah. And for some reason, the women refuse to get into the water. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the chests are so heavy Mm -hmm. that the women are... Or it's another one of those like weird... The producers have told the girls not to go in the water and we just don't see it. Maybe, but I found this whole challenge to be weird. Because nothing about how Summer at this point has been depicted says she wouldn't run into the water. Exactly. Like, Because by this point, Summer has become a competitor. Mm -hmm. Like Summer is earning her keep in her team. Yes. So you... And then at one point, Summer does splash out to meet Clark and help him drag it to shore. Mm -hmm. So it's a very weird thing. Uh, So... Uh, in the end, uh, Green picks up two there. So they each end up winning two on the last day. Yes. Uh, and uh, But be- the first two choices go to... Purple. Purple. Who pick the two that do not have a clue saying it's not them. Yeah. So uh, Kyle and Sherry are left with Thunder and Fire, which they believe are worthless. Yes. So then... Uh, after this, we have this, like, let's make a deal segment. This is so long. It takes a bit long, but I kind of like it as a concept where basically J.D. Roth is like, hey, Purple, you have the most idols. Uh, how about I make you a deal? Because uh, you know some of them are worthless, but what if they're not? If you give four idols... Three. Is it three? Yeah, it's only three. Uh, if you give three idols to the other team, we'll give you... Like a turntable and... Well, it's a a pretty good prize pack. Because it's like... It's not a turntable. It's a stereo. And a PlayStation. And a PlayStation and A PlayStation 2. A PlayStation 2 and six games. But I thought there was DJ equipment. You're right. It might... There's a lot of stuff there. Like, it's essentially like the dream electronics package for... 
a teenager. And they're like, we can't do it. And then in one of my favorite moments, J.D. Roth is like, So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw something else in. Take a look at this. This right here is a McDonald's Mighty Kids Meal Kahuna Pass. It's going to give each of you McDonald's for a year. I'll include that for just three of your idols sending over to the green team. And Summer doesn't quite not laugh. Oh, you you see them all try to fight it. Like, oh, yeah. Let me, let me give up this $25,000 for McNuggets. Oh, but like the rest of them kind of hold it together. Summer doesn't. <laughs> like, Summer's like, I- I'm a gymnast and a cheerleader. How much McDonald's do you really think yeah. I eat? Like... All right, and then they turn it down. They're like, "All right, no diarrhea for a year. Uh, let me let me sweeten it a little bit more." Put and he on. gives them these horrifically large blue Kellogg's jackets, and you can see both Summer and Clark being like, "What the hell is yeah. this?" And I noticed this. I'm, I'm not sure if you picked it up. Uh, they say something like, "We're going to give you these jackets and two tickets to the Daytona 500 in Florida." On top of that, you will get a chance to meet. And then they cut to a wide shot mm-hmm. where he says the... Uh, the person they, they got the license to meet. Yeah. And then it zooms back in. I was like, that's ADR. You yes. didn't know who they were going to get to meet or it changed. Yes. <laughs> uh, it probably changed to someone less impressive because it is someone I've never heard of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about NASCAR. But it's not like Jeff Gordon. Yeah. And this was in the early, late, eh, this is in the early 2000s. So Jeff Gordon would be someone they would meet. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's whoever drives the Kellogg's car. Probably. <laughs> and they turn it down again. And uh, then he j- offers it to the green team. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine. Green team. Same But you stuff. have to give two idols because you have fewer. Only two. And they're like, well, thunder and fire are worth nothing. Well, they still say no. Because then JD's like, what about Sea-Doo's and go-karts? Yeah, so they got like a jet ski and a go-kart added to this. And finally, like Sherry and Kyle look at each other and I think they're like doing math. Sherry's like probably doing the math and being like, this might be more than $12,000 of stuff. Yeah, let's do this. Because at this point, this might be more than $12,000 worth of stuff. It's a good amount of stuff. They take it. Mm -hmm. And then they give Purple, Thunder, and Fire... Which they are pretty sure don't have. Oh, it. Purple audibly says, like, it's not in these. Yeah. So. So then we have a very long segment. Again, there's a lot of filler in this episode. Mm-hmm. We get this very long segment where JD eliminates two idols at a time and says, like, yes. these don't have it. These two don't yeah. have it. So we start with the clues. Yes. And we find out that the applause one is, in fact, Thunder. Yes. Uh, the. You can't sleep in my bed is not uh, the fire bed. It's the ocean bed. Yeah. So ocean is worthless. Yeah. Which Uh, green also has. uh, And then it was something like, I come in many colors and I may be great, but I do not have the money. And they think that that is the sun, but it is shark. Yes, because which purple has at that point. And then the other one is something about uh, the calm of my eye. Yes, which is Hurricane. Which Purple had. Mm-hmm. So now like three of Purple's are useless and one of Green's is useless, which means they're at five and five. Yeah, it's already even. And so they go through another like... Yeah. They get rid of everything that's hot to so like fire, sun, and volcano disappear. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
uh, canoe is thrown off. Yeah. Strength and, and uh, strength is thrown off. So they're down to essentially warrior and hula. Yes. And then they have to go meet the kahuna. Yeah. To go decide it there. And J.D. Roth actually says something along the lines of, you know, this is so important. Let's waste more time and wait and then and, and go on a pilgrimage to old mech Mr. Bucket and we'll open it there. Because we paid for the set already. And you see the kids are even like, ugh. <laughs> We're so done with this. You're like, And you don't understand why they didn't just do the whole thing in front of... Olmec. They, well, they wanted the visuals of like the idols, the idols being taken away by nameless Hawaiians. Yeah. Oh, that's such, it's so problematic. <laughs> um, but we're down to Warrior, which was Sherry's first choice in the beginning of the game, and Hula, which I need to remind you was the one Red chose. Yes. And gave to Purple because of the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the Kahuna, and. J.D. Roth says, okay, you're going to open the idols and each of them has a canister in it. One of the canisters is empty and one of them has $25,000 in it, in cash, Mm -hmm. which is definitely not real money. Right. And that's it. They just open them. Yeah. And there it is. They go full Charlie Bucket (laughs) and just open the Wonka bars. Yeah. And it's in $100 bills, apparently, or supposedly. Yeah. Which means it's not that impressive to look at. No, it's like the size of your fist. Yeah, it's like, ah, yay. But they open it and Summer finds the money in Hula. Yes. Meaning that Kyle's double crossing and backstabbing ultimately cost him $25,000. Yeah, so despite it all, it does kind of tell a nice story. It does. Almost. Kind of. So then the next thing we see is a title card that says two months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they filmed in July. And we see a little camcorder thing of uh, that says September 2001. And we see Clark with a bunch of screaming girls who have clearly been watching the first three or four episodes that have aired to this point. Mm-hmm. So he kind of has his, like, fan base. And so he... It's a lot of very, very young-looking girls who are, like, 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. I I don't super buy this. I kind of think this is the producers trying to create something that looks like... Look, I know his heart was broken, but he ends up okay. But that's just me. Yeah, and a lot of the girls who are crowding around him look extremely young. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's 15, 16, they're 12. Yeah. Like, they're not crazy, crazy young, but they are, like, too young to be dating... A junior in high school. Right. Like, they're in middle school. Uh, so we have that little, like, uh, Clark got the money and he says, like, my parents are going to be so proud of me. And it's like this nice heartwarming ending for Clark. Mm-hmm. And then we get the last thing we see. And it's uh, Summer and Kyle had made a pact that if one of them won, they were going to take the other one out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like a cute little, like, friendship pact. Yeah. We think. It ends with Kyle and Summer sitting outside a restaurant during a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. And Kyle says, Hey Clark, I know you won the money and all, but I still think they'll win because I got the girl. Mm-hmm. And Summer says nothing during this. Kyle leans in to kiss her and she kisses him. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. Oh, oh you forget. 
the bolt of lightning that strikes in the background when it happens. Like, he is the most evil mastermind in the world. Uh, so, let, let's unpack this a little. Kyle still gets the last word, despite losing. Mm-hmm. Summer has no agency in her own win, outside of Clark giving her a ton of credit. Mm-hmm. Clark says, like, you were the best girl here, you were the strongest girl here. And, like, Clark still clearly, like, has a crush on Summer, but also, like, just thinks highly of her. Mm-hmm. Kyle kind of treats her like he won the prize. Yes. And Sherry is invisible. Yeah, Sherry <laughs> Sherry and Summer are silent. Yeah. It is really kind of gross and very emblematic of the whole show how little agency the female contestants have. Yeah. That everything is romance drama. Mm-hmm. And that the girls are not... Since Sherry was not in any of the relationship arcs, despite being on the runner-up team... She may as well not have existed. Yeah. Outside of her dysfunctional partnership with Kyle. Mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think we'd get video of them at the Daytona 500 together, right? Of Kyle and Sherry? Yeah. I feel like they never speak again. Outside of the reunion! But they, they won the chance to go to the Daytona 500 together. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when the Daytona 500... Uh... It, was in town. Yeah, maybe they just hadn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like the date of the. Okay, so we wouldn't have seen it because the Daytona 500's in February. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't have gone by the time this aired. The How- Daytona 500 is in February, and this aired September, October, with the reunion airing in December. How did the Kellogg's car do that day? I have no idea. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even don't care, that care much. enough to Google it. <laughs> And then we get the reunion special. Yes. This is also crazy problematic. Uh, let's let's get in here. Mm-hmm. Imagine, if you will, a room filled with 12-year-old girls <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs. Yes. It's, I mean, it looks a lot like what reunion specials looked like. Of yeah. like this very small soundstage mm-hmm. that looks packed to the brim. It's probably only like... 35, 40 people, mm-hmm. but it's packed to the brim. The stage looks almost as crowded as the audience yeah. when they bring all 12 kids out. Now, it opens with J.D. Roth pointing out that an entire corner of the room is Drew's fan club. Yeah, they have pictures of Drew and they're screaming. Yeah, and so they kind of enter two at a time by team mm-hmm. um, in like the order they got eliminated, essentially. So, like, Chastity and Javier come out first, and up to Kyle and uh, up to uh, Summer and Clark. Mm-hmm. And they sit, and they clearly have been told where to sit. Yes. Because there's two benches, but Chastity and Javier sit in, like, pillows in front of the benches. Yeah, the, the first two teams out get to sit on the floor. <laughs> yes. Um, it's very, like, I think it's six and six, because I think there's three on each bench. Yeah. And three on the floor in front of the bench. Yes, and they make sure they seat Summer in between Clark and Kyle. Yeah, meanwhile, Drew and Nancy sit together, which is important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they have everybody come out, and, like, each team comes out holding hands with each other, no matter how much or how little they had a relationship. hmm Which I think is interesting. Including, like, Kyle and Sherry, who don't really talk. Yeah. And what's very funny here is Sherry is almost unrecognizable. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Sherry is like wearing makeup and has like done her hair. Sherry is not 
Sherry was not summer. Sherry was not camera mm. perfect through the entirety of the show. Uh, but a lot of the girls have cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. And a lot of the boys have. Like, Drew clearly, like, cleans up for the show. Yeah, he's got some hair gel. Yeah, he looks like Jughead from Riverdale. A bit. There's my one. Um, yeah, don't make that mistake again. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I don't want to have to do another crappy Archie show. So, we see them and uh, Kyle, they, they ask Kyle a question. And I don't even remember the question. Kyle just talks until you give up. <laughs> that is Kyle's modus operandi. Like, mm. he just talks his way out of a situation until you're like, whatever, fine. Yeah. You have it your way. Yeah. I don't care. Shut up. Let's talk to Chastity or something. <laughs> um, And then, like, they interview Clark about Drew giving him the hula Mm-hmm. Idol and Clark is like really sweet about it. Mm-hmm. Like Clark comes off very likable. Yeah, here where he was like Drew was my best friend on the island. It meant a lot. And JD's like you got a little choked up there. And Clark was like yep. Like he kind of like owns yeah, up to it. It's which really is really mature for a fifteen year old boy to be like I was about to cry. <laughs> yeah, like it was a power move. Uh, it almost feels like Clark. Knew he came off more likable than Kyle mm-hmm. and was just leaning into that because that's what like the girls responded well to. Right. He's so sensitive. And they talk about like what they're going to do with the money. And Clark's like, I bought a guitar. I'm going to put it in the bank. Mm-hmm. Summer was like, yeah, I'm going to have, I was going to get a car, but now I'm going to have my grandfather invest the money and then I'm going to use it for college. Yeah. She was going to get a Mustang. Yes. And then. Clearly, her parents said no. Like, no, you gotta go to college. Like that, it was very. She's like, I'm gonna use it for college. Mm-hmm. Yay! And clearly, like mom and dad were like, you are yeah. gonna use that money for college. You're not getting a Mustang <laughs> at 16. But I earned this money myself, zorbing. <laughs> and they they do like a super cut of their first impressions, which, uh, in which Kyle talks about how fake Summer is, right. Which is pretty funny because, like, now they're dating. And so he kind of does the, like, oops, I'm in trouble face. I hate Kyle at this point. Um, (laughs) I know we shouldn't really be judging 16-year-olds and their actions because we were all terrible at 16. Mm. But I hate him. Yeah, but also the point of this is this was edited to make Kyle a villain. Yeah. He he is a great villain in the fiction of reality television. Yeah. And uh, then, like, we have a couple of clearly producer-fed questions. So she, like, asks... A a little girl in the audience asks Jake what his favorite challenge was. And he's like, the obstacle course. Yeah. Because the only one he's really good at, because there's a part where you have to crawl under stuff, that Mm -hmm. he has a slight advantage in. And somebody's like, so, uh, Kyle was the worst. Who has a problem with how Kyle played the game? (laughs) And everyone, including Kyle, raises his hand. Yeah, and Nancy, like, Nancy almost jumps out of her chair. Yeah. Me, I do. Yes, I will murder him now in his sleep. And Kyle does the thing where he talks a lot. Mm-hmm. He's like, I played the game the way it had to be played. I, I played the game the way it was supposed to be played. And he's just the worst. And I think it's because, given four months to reflect on it, he's like, yeah, if I'd been less of a day, mm-hmm. they might have given me the hula idol. Yeah. Which he then probably would have given to Purple to get the sea dew. Get the sea dew, yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny when you think of it that way. Mm. And Brittany, Brittany points out something really nasty. Yeah. When you think about it, because uh, JD Roth kind of calls them all lemmings. That like Kyle called the shots and everybody fell in line. Mm-hmm. And Brittany's like, "Well, if you didn't fall in line with Green, you were going to get targeted." Yeah. So this very like fear mongering. <laughs> yeah. 
So it kind of points out that, like, Kyle was kind of a bully and we were all afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had seen Kyle manipulate Brittany for her feelings for him in the show. So it kind of tracks. And they talk about who wish they had a different partner. And no one raises their hand except AJ and Brittany, who both raise their hands. Yeah. Because uh, AJ wanted Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they got along better. Mm-hmm. And Brittany sounded like she wanted anyone else. Anyone else, yeah. Because um, she probably didn't want to say Kyle, because yeah. now Kyle's dating Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brittany probably wanted Kyle, but probably would have been happy with Drew. Clark. Or Clark, yeah. because she was friendly with them as well. And then, like, there is a nice moment where, uh, like, somebody asks Drew a question, and he comes off really, like, funny and charming. And I was like, oh, with better editing, he could have really come off as a hero. Yeah. Uh, because he was, he comes off as the good guy. Well, yeah, they constantly said, Drew is the class clown, he's the funny one. And you never see him be funny ever. But the other kids also say, like, he was so funny. You were always laughing when you were with mm-hmm. him. So, like, the other kid, it's not even, like, in his audition video, he goes, I'm the class clown, and he doesn't live up to it. The other kids say, like, oh, yeah, he lived up to the hype. He was mm-hmm. really, really funny, and everybody liked being around him. So he he comes out looking really good, mm-hmm. and then Nancy just calls everybody out. Nancy is the classic, shows up to the reunion with an axe to grind. Yeah. I love her. She's Jordan at the end of the first season of Scrubs. She's everyone in the Rock of Love reunion. (laughs) And I love her for it. Yeah. Um, Because she kind of calls out the others for like picking on people and um, sabotage when you didn't need to. And then J.D. Roth was like, so Kyle... You had a girlfriend when you came here. How long did that last? And he's like, I dumped her two days later. He's like, we broke up two days later. He says we broke up, not I dumped her. Yeah. Even though it's very clear he dumped her. Yeah. And you and I talked about this off mic. um, Because what you don't see on Stay Doomed is we usually can't binge an entire show in one sitting. Yeah. So we'll watch a couple episodes. And then we usually talk about them. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how like this relationship would not have lasted the airing of this show. Yeah. Because in high school world, Kyle has done enough on screen for his girlfriend to be embarrassed and break up with him. Mm -hmm. He has openly flirted with two girls through the entire show. And like, he never kisses a girl or does anything that's like obviously cheating. Mm -hmm. But in high school world, he has cheated on his girlfriend. And... So their relationship would not have lasted the airing of this show anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, I broke up with her two days later. And Clark immediately goes like, so uh, why'd you have to do that video? Yeah, why'd you end your video like that? And Kyle's like, I thought it was funny. I never, if it was going to upset you, I never thought I would never have done it. It's like, what? You knew it was going to upset like, What outcome did you think you were going to get? Yeah, it's Kyle clearly embarrassed to have been called out on it. And <laughs> Kyle also, it's... Uh, one point says something like, by the way, that lightning bolt, complete coincidence. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't think you had the powers of storm. Yeah, nobody thought you had lightning powers, honey. <laughs> it's still weird that it happened. It's weird that that's the take you used. Yeah. Um, And 
So Kyle kind of does the thing where, like, he knows he's the bad guy in the show at this point. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the show is run. Like, Clark looks better than he does. Drew looks better than... Really, every guy came off better than Kyle did. The truth of the matter is, though, had this been an older show, meaning that, like, the contestants were older, Mm -hmm. he could have went on, like, a nice Omarosa-style run of doing reality shows and being evil. Yeah. Like, he could make a Russell Hance kind of career out of this. Yeah, like a Boston Rob. Yeah. Or like a Megan Hauserman. Mm -hmm. Because, like, after seeing this, if he had been an adult, it'd be great if... The the next logical step should have been him and Summer on The Amazing Race. Yeah. But unfortunately, they're not old enough. Yeah, and they never did a teen Amazing Race because that would have been a terrible, terrible idea. You know, they did a family one. Yeah, but they didn't have just un unaccompanied minors running around. That's a very different... <laughs> You're going to Peru! What? <laughs> and... But, like, Kyle tries to talk his way out of it, because, again, I think the idea is Kyle really doesn't realize that he's the... Like, he doesn't realize how terrible he comes off until mm-hmm. he's called out. Yeah. Like, I think he realizes his behavior on the show itself was not great. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't realize the video is terrible until Clark calls him out. Yeah. I I personally believe that when it comes to reality shows, there is no greater argument than I'm just playing the game. Because in the end, it is a game. Yeah. And the person I am playing a competition... You're a monster. Yeah, I I like to win. And I like to be, like, savvy and stuff like that. I personally think it's more fun when you beat me because of how I play games. Right. Because I'm not good at a lot of stuff, believe it or not. So uh, when I play a game like this where it you know relies on manipulation and stuff like that, I'll play like a jerk so that when I lose, the feeling is, ah, oh, he's gone. My competitive style is best described as the Hunger Games character Foxface. Yeah. Of like kind of laying low and... Relying solely on my intelligence and making it a lot longer than I should have, but never winning. We are currently just planting the seeds for when we play Escape the Night Live. Yes. <laughs> but I usually do, like, I don't usually go out of my way to make enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we're playing certain games where I antagonize a specific friend of ours named Dave. But that's really the only time. Right. I'm not very duplicitous in gameplay. I'm usually, like... Very nice because I don't want anyone yeah. to screw you me over. You hate screw your screw other people over again. I do. I really. That's do. your least favorite thing. I like to me games are supposed to be fun, mm-hmm. and like ones that just rely on sabotaging other people and being mean to other people. Like I like you don't know Jack because mm-hmm. I always win and I never have to play dirty. I like playing dirty. I think it's fun. I hate and- it. I love it. When it's the I, time I'm a Hufflepuff. It's, I'm like, no, fair. I, I like playing games where with, with people where we can screw each other, screw each other, screw each other. And then once the game's over, we can laugh about it. Like that's... Oh, see, I will carry a grudge to the grave. See, yeah, I, I hold <laughs> zero grudge. Like, I think this is why I like Dead by Daylight is like I get to play as the monster. And then afterwards, I message them like, yo, great job. G G G G. We watch a lot of Dead by Daylight animated, so shout out to Samination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, sure. We shout him out too. Uh, but I now to the point where anytime you get or send a message that says GG, I have to do his trapper voice. G G G. 
Uh, and then we have this nice little weird moment where they talk about Drew and Nancy, who suddenly get a lot of screen time in the reunion. Mm-hmm. Because they've gone on a date. Yes. They're no, not even dating. They've th- gone on a date. And Nancy didn't dump her boyfriend. Nancy actually still says, she's like, I still have a boyfriend. We went out once. And Drew gave her a star necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they used, they were like, so what happened at night? Yeah, when the camera And there's this awkward gone. laugh where everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> And someone says pillow fights. Yeah, like, <laughs> but they're teenagers. And I went to band camp. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely see them being like pillow fights as like, they probably had like real time talk, like real talk time. Yeah. And they probably like, it was probably very dramatic and very important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably played cards because I'm sure they gave them stuff to do as well, yeah. like cards and games that we don't see. Uh, they don't have like video games or anything, but I'm sure there was like a couple board games that they could have mm-hmm. because you don't want bored kids around Jesus. No. Um, but, like, Drew talks about how he used to go look at the stars mm-hmm. and that Nancy would just, like, go hang out with him. So he buys her a little star necklace mm-hmm. and the whole audience is just like, oh. Yeah. And, like, he kind of comes off as the hero Kyle tried to sell himself as. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And they talk about uh, the the journals, which don't come up very much at all in the show. Mm-hmm. But we're apparently supplementary content on... Moolabeats.com. Which, again, the Wayback Machine doesn't have much for. And uh, they talk about crushes and how Chastity kind of had a crush on AJ. And it was mutual. Yeah, but and, it just never came up. And it just, like, they didn't tell each other and they didn't know. So yeah. uh, it's like these little... Because if you put 12 middle schoolers on an island, crushes are going to happen. Like, that's mm-hmm. very, very normal. And, but Nancy and Drew get so much more screen time. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's like, I still have a boyfriend, but I'm trying to set Drew up with my friend. Well, that, that statement is made in a cutaway. Yeah, because there's this little set, because this is during the Moolah Beach uh, marathon, marathon. Yeah. That ran on December 1st on Fox Family. Yes. And they got the cast, they got Drew, Chastity, Summer, Kyle, Clark, and Nancy back. Yeah. We don't see Brittany, AJ, Javier. This is clearly not Javier's thing. Yeah. And we don't see Chloe and Jacob. Yeah. We don't see anybody who kind of has a reason to, like, not like their not time like on the it. show. Yeah. Outside of Chastity. Mm-hmm. Who, like, did seem to be the most chill. Yeah. There's something I actually want to say about Chastity. Because there's a moment in the reunion. Yeah. Where JD's like, we're now going to show some unseen footage and you see chastity get excited because like we never got to see anything from her on yeah. the show. so i think she feels like oh my god they're gonna finally show some of the funny things that i did yeah and we get two minutes of them being like the showers are cold water yeah and that is it and it was just like that didn't add anything to my experience yeah it's it's a bummer. They clearly picked favorites of the show and produced it around them. Yeah. And they clearly heavily favored the love triangles. Absolutely. Because Brittany got a lot of screen time right up until it was clear Kyle was going to choose Summer. Mm-hmm. And so then Clark got more screen time because they started to lean into the 
Summer Clark Kyle love triangle. Right. Instead of the Britney Summer Kyle love triangle. If you weren't involved in one of those storylines, the show didn't care that much that you existed. No. And that's very problematic Mm -hmm. and very sad. Yes. Because it kind of prioritizes relationships over everything else, Mm -hmm. including the friendships. Because, like, we talk about how Sherry and Nancy were close. Uh, We should also mention that uh, they all get the same ring. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's this very summer camp. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if any of those people speak today. Yes, we we tried to reach out to as many of them as we could, and we got nothing. No, because... Nobody wants to talk to me. I mean, I don't know that I would want to talk about two weeks when I was 15, because I was terrible as a teenager. And, like, I'm very aware that I was terrible as a teenager. I was probably terrible right up to, like, 22, Mm -hmm. and possibly still. So, like, I don't think I would want to talk about it and, like, have to defend my actions when I was, like... If somebody was like, hey, when you went to band camp, we made a reality show and filmed it. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm obnoxious. And, uh... I had... I did the equivalent of, like, having an immunity challenge because I, I was a singer in the marching band. Don't... Don't even try to understand that. And I didn't have to do drill because I was only in, like, one part. So when I didn't have to do anything, I had a straight up lawn chair in the back under a tree and I was reading while all the other marching band kids were out like doing drill runs in the heat and the sun. Nice. So it was like I had like immunity and I was just like, oh, you guys are in the challenge? Sucks to suck. And at one point the band director was like, Laura. And I was like, yeah. You can go inside and get some water if you want. And I was like, way to make me popular. I'm a little parched. Thank you. (laughs) But like, I don't think I would have been the hero at band camp story. No, you're the Kyle. (laughs) I don't think I'm the Kyle. You're the Kyle. No, I'm probably like the Sherry where I'm just lucky for a long time. So that that's going to do it for the show, pretty much. We did yeah. we did a little bit of research, and we did find that Kyle and Summer did a bit of an acting thing. Yeah, uh, Kyle was on Seventh Heaven for a while. Yeah, like he was a recurring character on uh, Seventh Heaven. He did a stint on the OC. He was on uh, One Tree Hill. So he did like a couple of those. Mm. He was never super super successful. Yeah. And Summer was in a stoner comedy. Yeah. Was it Tombstoned, I think it was called? Yeah, there's a Scotty Dog in it, so like Scotty maybe Dogs I'll watch zombies. it. But like Kyle hasn't been in anything since a one shot of NCIS when he was uh when uh in two thousand nine. He's also in a pilot and a one season wonder starring Katie Holmes. Nope, mm. not Katie Holmes. Wait, oh this ran much longer, might be. Ah dang. That, that was that's tempting to be able to do something else with Kyle in it. Yeah, there there isn't much else. He's in, there's a ten episode show called uh, "Tell Me You Love Me" that he's in one episode of. Ah, uh, if he was the star, I, I'd consider it. Adam Scott's in it. All right, we do like Adam Scott. Add it to the list. Oh no! Uh, so this show is very strange mm-hmm. overall. I find the uh, overly loaded focus on romantic relationships really problematic. Right. Uh, But it's clearly connected with their fan base because there is 
a not insignificant amount of fan fiction <laughs> about right. Moolah Beach. Because uh, I was, you know, you start by Googling it. And fanfiction.net was like, here's an 18 chapter Moolah Beach fan fiction. Nice. And this person was clearly a Kyle Sherry shipper. Mm. Because uh, summer's old news, like immediately after the reunion. <laughs> Uh, which I find hilarious. But there is, there was a fan base for this. Mm-hmm. This was the first kitty reality show. Yeah. And it's also a little bit of a cheat for this show. Okay. Uh, this is largely considered the prequel to the J.D. Roth long-running children's reality show, Endurance. Yes. Endurance is very similar to Mulepi. But has some very distinct differences. You put up two teams for their elimination challenge. Yeah. And those two teams have a direct challenge. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to come back and say goodbye. Oh. You have to pack. Both teams have to pack and say their goodbyes. And then just one team doesn't come back. Ah. Like the Escape the Night challenge. Yes. Uh, And I definitely think it's like, it's basically Moolah Beach with the luck element removed. Yes. Which was the, the problem with Moolah Beach in my opinion. But it does still spend a lot of time on the interpersonal relationships and a lot of time manufacturing betrayal. Mm-hmm. Because the show did a lot of that. Like, the show really manufactured drama. Yeah, there's forced handicapping and things like that. So it forced is... sabotage. Yeah, it's a very... It's a very difficult show to watch as an adult and be like, I don't know that this was okay to do to kids. I felt like this was a very mean show. I think it's a very mean show because there's like forced bullying and like forcing you to make kids feel that feeling of being unwanted in high school. And like the casting, they knew what all the challenges were. They knew there was no challenge that wasn't almost, there was one challenge in the whole game that wasn't physical. Mm -hmm. So when you cast a Jacob, you are casting a kid who you know is going to fail. Yeah. That feels horrifically mean-spirited to me. Yeah, that's true. And I think the show might have been a little more interesting having, like, 12 kids who are, like, the alpha dog at their school Mm -hmm. fight it out. Because then, like, you don't have that kid who you're like, I feel like the producers bullied him by casting him. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, it would have told a great story had he won. But he, he wasn't he wasn't gonna. But he didn't have a chance to win. Yeah. Like they No, he super did because it was luck based. That's true. But he would have had to have been ungodly lucky for an ungodly long amount of time. Like the show feels like it was mean to people like Javier, who was a little shyer, and by making it essentially a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like Jacob who didn't have the physical prowess mm-hmm. of an older kid. Like, when you have that age range, it, it's not unlike the Hunger Games. Yeah. Really. Like, how they cast from 12 to 16. You have Katniss, who's 16, almost fully grown, and an experienced archer. And then you have, like, Rue, who is a child. Yeah. Uh, and that's the best comparison I can come up with here of, like, you have kids who don't really have a shot. Mm-hmm. And there isn't... Unlike the Hunger Games, there isn't like a fox face opportunity where being smart will help you. Yeah. Because we were talking about like how this needed more varied challenges. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned specifically how it needed a communication challenge. Yeah. 
Because that's a place where they could have cut Kyle and Sherry off at the knees. Yeah, where it's something like you're on different ends of the beach and you have to, like, give signals with flags. Because that's, like, flag talk is kind of islandy, like, boats. Like It's very naval. It yeah, you could work it in. And, you know, it's not physically demanding. It just depends completely on teamwork. Something like that would have been very good for this show. A couple of puzzly challenges. Mm-hmm. Like, they really created, like, the most athletic kid was going to win. Yes. And, like, it didn't matter who his partner was. Kyle could have been with any of the girls. Mm-hmm. And probably done just as well. Mm-hmm. And then it boiled down to luck. And the boys really drove too much of the show. Mm-hmm. There needed to be challenges that was like, okay, this challenge is just the girls. This challenge yeah. is just the boys. Uh, which we've seen in other shows of, like, isolating half of the team. Because mm-hmm. it forces both halves of the team to pull their weight in a way that they really didn't. Yeah. So this had some serious gameplay issues. Yeah, I agree. That being said, what's your verdict? Well, I, I have some interesting intel here. Okay. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'll mention it again. Our big hobby in high school was I would write and create reality shows for my friends to play. Yes. And we played Moolah Beach. Oh, my God. So, and, like, I themed it around school. So, like, the idols were, like, different classes. It was just, like, you know, it's in one of these idols. Is it in math? Oh, my God. Textbook. Dweeb. Paper. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I know. All right, I'm. I'm being very vulnerable right now, even explaining this. So maybe you know, let this happen. Uh, and I tried to play it the way Mula Beach was played. I didn't include any like weird twist or stuff like that. So I had a pencil case that I drew a face on that we threw the offerings in, and I pulled the colors out that way. Uh, when we played. The very first game, the first place team got eliminated. Oh my gosh. And everyone kind of didn't want to play anymore. Because it felt unfair. Because it, it was like, oh, nothing matters. It's not even that it didn't feel fair. It was just like, oh, this is all going to come down to just BS in the end. Uh, it came down to the final teams, which were people who I know you don't know, but it was Ryan and Megan, and then Anthony and Melissa, who came in last in every challenge. Okay. Uh, and Melissa was very religious, so we just believed that the power of God was just bringing her through this competition. <laughs> uh, but, like, the unsatisfaction of working really hard to just then play the lottery really sucks. And it really felt unfair. Like, as much as I liked seeing Nancy and Drew hold on for another mm-hmm. week, it felt very unfair To Brittany and AJ. Yeah. I also, I didn't like the fact that in the second episode, we could have not only guessed the winner, but we probably could have guessed the elimination order. Yeah. And wouldn't have been too far off. Mm -hmm. And this is the effect of it being an early reality show where they didn't know how to construct things yet. Yeah. Uh, So in the end, it's a state doomed for me. Okay. I think... Two simple changes could have fixed this show, which is uh, the last two to come out of Old Mech, Mr. Bucket, should compete in a challenge. I agree. Rather than just 
auto. Which appears to be what they did in Endurance. Yeah. Endurance is just better move a beach. Yeah. And uh, I think every challenge, they should have. there should have been more idols in every challenge. First place got two, second place got one. Because the element of an eliminated team gives their idols away is too interesting for it to have only happened once. Yeah, and then you could have gotten rid of the weird filler of four... Of, like, having to do something with the last four idols, too. Mm-hmm. And you could have done something a little more interesting with the last day. Yeah. Like, I always love when they bring eliminated players back. Mm-hmm. And having the eliminated players have, like, some sort of interaction with them. Yeah. And maybe kind of having that be this... Because, you know, they're not sending them home home. Yeah. Like, originally, one of the big Survivor Challenge when it first started, when it got down to the final two, was usually a trivia contest about the previous uh, contestants. Yeah. And, like, something like that, which may not have benefited Kyle because he used everybody rather than get to know them, may have been an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, I, I do think that there needed to be... Something else at the end of? I think there should have been maybe one idol up for grabs and have it be like, this idol uh, This idol is up for grabs and have one challenge for it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe had there be something else to it in the last episode. Last episodes of reality shows are always very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things is they usually... Uh, Endurance had seven teams instead of six. Mm-hmm. I think maybe... Having one more team and having the last episode have an elimination in the middle of the episode would have been smarter. Yeah. Which is how dating shows usually work. Mm -hmm. Dating shows usually have the final three and then like halfway through the third third to last person's eliminated. And then you kind of avoid some of that filler. Because this last episode, for a six episode series, episodes one and six had so much filler. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think having an extra team and a little bit more... You were never going to have equal focus in a reality show. You never do. Yeah. But having it feel less obvious who the two teams that are going to go to the end are would have been really helpful. Absolutely. Having it be less obvious that, like, from the second episode, you're like, oh, it's going to be green and purple. Mm-hmm. I think having that be less obvious would have been really helpful. Because Especially, it tells a great story in the end. With mm-hmm. purple winning because of the power of friendship. And that does tell a good story. Yeah. They could have made it tell a really good story by showing us those friendships a little more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, so where does that put you on the uh, Oh, the this is a Stay Doomed. Stay I, Doomed for you? I'm not positive how I feel about reality shows with people who are under 18. Mm-hmm. That Like, a game show is one thing. Reality show, it does feel really predatory how much it focuses on their emotional well-being and whatnot. Uh, And I I do want to restate, though. Like, I gave this a stay doomed, mostly because endurance exists. Mm -hmm. I still really enjoyed this because I watched it live. So I had, like, nostalgia, which was nice. And uh, if there was a season two, I probably would have watched it. But I'm giving it a stay doomed because, like, it shouldn't have a second season. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm, I'm just thinking about how, like, it comes down to green and purple, and how if I had watched this live, I may have rage quit the show. Yeah. After we lost yellow somewhat unfairly, 
and red. And I didn't like Summer very much. And I didn't like Kyle very much. And I didn't like Sherry very much. Mm-hmm. And Cl- I didn't like Clark, but I didn't dislike you didn't him the way dislike I dislike him. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been invested in the last two teams. Gotcha. And you and I were talking about like, well, how would you have felt when you were younger? And I was like, I had a very black and white view of cheating in middle school. And I would have been like, Kyle is pretty much cheating on his girlfriend. I don't like him. Mm. And Summer is helping. So I don't like her. Gotcha. So that's going to do it for Moola Beach. Yes. Uh, What are we watching next week? Uh, So I finally got my way. And we are watching The Muppets. The Muppets The 2015. Yes. The 2015 uh, workplace comedy, The Muppets. Yes. This is to celebrate Muppets Now, which is now live on uh, Disney Plus as well. And just to celebrate The Muppets, as you should do at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate The Muppets. Uh, This is one I watched first run. Yes. I, I feel like I watched most of it. I think there's some blank spots for me. Yeah, I I like I I uh I like the show a lot, so I'm excited to see how it holds up five years later. Because I watched it live and then did not watch it again, so we've got about five years between. So let's see how this holds up. Sounds good. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you ever created your own reality show for your friends to play, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you have serious reservations about using teenagers in reality shows because you find it exploitative, I'm at Stay Doomed. Until next time, stay doomed.